0: Welcome to our first episode of our podcast series. I'm Catherine McEwen and I'm delighted to be talking with Carol Duncan today on how we can support you right now in the amazing work you're doing as health workers. Our topic today is when less is more. Hi, Carol. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm really good. What's happening in the mad world today that's amusing you, Carol? It's always something.
1: <laughs> well, goodness me. I was walking around the corner. I know we're only allowed our daily walk. And there I see this man who has the best personal protection outfit you have ever seen in your life. I mean, it is Oscar winning. Every health person in the world would have won wanted to have actually looked like him and he was besuited and bedecked with absolutely everything and the mask and whatever and he was pointing at me as I was coming towards him and I suddenly thought oh my goodness it's it's the dreaded sea it's got to my road oh no (laughs) must run across the road ran across the road stood back thinking what on earth is going on are they going in to try and disinfect?'" decontaminate is someone dead and all these catastrophizing was going on in my head and guess what he was pointing to a notice and it said asbestos removal (laughs) love it and what does that tell me my whole world was dramatized into this wonderful little story of the C word overtaking the whole world when actually the world is carrying on and Carol let's have you know note to self you know you are a coach of many years experience what would you be saying to your people if they had told you that lovely a very amusing story well actually less is more less of the dramatic the whole
0: world is encapsulated
1: by this one thing
0: Actually, I've got I've got a funny story that actually (laughs) builds on what you're saying because it's about clothing. So I'm running a webinar this morning on vision, so I had to actually you know make sure the presenter outfit was on. But um, Alan, my husband, wasn't dressed, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm freaking out that he's going to suddenly appear (laughs) full frontal. So I'm definitely um, fitting with our "when less is more" um, topic today. So, so let's get into it. So, you know, on a serious note, Carol, I mean, you've had the privilege of coaching CEOs and senior clinicians for a long time in the National Health Service, and um, it's always been high pressure, but this is um, sort of beyond what we've ever known before, isn't it? So what is it about this topic of when less is more that, um, that resonates at the moment, do you think?
1: Well, I think it is um, the recognition that when the health service is at its best wherever in the world they they actually come within themselves to ensuring that they um, do everything possible to you know give service to others and that means that there is less in their tank to be able to keep giving and sustaining over such a long period of time and my thinking is based upon um, not just this current period but crises back with HIV and AIDS, crises of people with SARS, mm. crises all over the world. Mm. What it's telling us, I think, is that without the vision and the hope, um, without um, obviously recognizing the less is, is, is um, not, um, it's probably optimistic reality, a, a realistic optimism. This will pass we will get through but not without perhaps reaching into ourselves to do a little more reaching out to see in the organization and in the teams and in the community what is happening out there and reaching further to see the world is bigger than your own village and the world
0: so, absolutely, I think you're, you're bang on there, Carol, because what we need at the moment is hope. It? It's all about optimism and I love your framework around, you know, reaching in and reaching out and what, how do we reach further in terms of our community more broadly. So if I was to start to say to you, okay, practically, what is it that I might need to do, you know? So let's start with reaching in. So um, what are you seeing that's working at the moment in terms of um, looking after myself and reaching inwards and that self-compassion that we talk so much about?
1: Right. Well, um, I think it's really practical and pragmatic. There are go-to places for people, and it's called go-to only because they'll know in their reality, of their lived experience let's have a look at where you go to for just a moment of pause of peace of relaxation i don't care what it is but you must have some go-to places and there's some wonderful stories and i got a um a a beautiful little whatsapp um, of five seconds of of a foot of a nurse who was just come off duty who was getting the um the paw of her dog on her foot and she said, "Go to moment Carol you know the, the, and, and, and I know okay. the oxytocin the, the feel of the joy and the hope was just in that two seconds of the dog putting the foot on when she could hardly lift her foot up because she was so exhausted mm, so there's mm. one the 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 mindfulness well, what really is mindfulness in a crisis um, i mean I, I was a mindful coach in 2000 well anyway years ago for those i apologize um for those who had to suffer me practicing mindfulness but i have had to be a practitioner and try very very hard to believe that people can have one minute a day forget your courses Mm. just breathe if that's the only thing you know that you are present that it is now it is real but breathe seven breaths That focuses your attention on one thing. And we all know, you know, the science is telling us that when you're so busy, you may find that your concentration is less, Mm -hmm. that your focus is less, that you become inefficient. And then, of course, the negative impact for you kicks in. Well, actually, maybe. I don't know. But what I'm being told is, Forget your courses, forget your apps it, if, if you haven't got time for them.
0: Just breathe, just focus on something. So it's almost yes. like a reset from what you're saying, Carol, isn't it? It's a you know, you're running on empty and, um, you know, sometimes we don't have time to take a break. We don't have time to, to even eat sometimes. So it's actually how do I reset? How do I re-energise? And, and the lovely other example was about grounding. How do I ground myself right in this moment so that I can get back up and do the next thing that I need to do? Because, as you said, you know, um, you know this is a crisis which is continuing. I mean, I, what, what's always amazed me around people in health is, even though they might be in conflict and there might be all sorts of things going on. They always seem to be able to rise to the occasion when something needs to be done. But the difference now is that they're rising to the occasion and again and again and again. And what you're saying is if we don't actually have those many revitalizations and resets. So breathing is a beautiful um, example. Are you seeing anything else that people are doing for that sort of quick reset on the job, that reaching in as you're talking? Well, rent. Um,
1: Get your rant. Get your twenty-second rant. Get whatever time it is, but choose your moment to rant. I'm sure everyone should have a daily rant. I got that from um, um, somebody years and years ago in the health service, Um, and um, I personally have used it to great effect um, by walking around the block with somebody to just no comments, no comments. Like feed forward that's done. Just listen, and then just say thank you, and without judgment there's another reaching in try just one couple of moments of your life in a day without judgment and find a place to rant I mean you know have a bubble have an isolated bubble if you need it say what the hell you want to say but get it out package it up blow it away and get back and it does give some revitalization. I mean, that, obviously, yeah, health warning, great health warning there as to where you do it, especially yes. if it's outside some yes. team meeting. Yes. Um, or, you know, and I'm, I am being serious there because there are some very funny things. Humor is better than anything else. There's no need to tell the health service about humor, and there's no need to tell the health service uh, at all about those wonderful jokes that keep them sane. The sanity check as non PC as they may be sanity check of reaching into yourself and also making sure that at the end of the day there is uh, a, a, a grounding you will be okay
0: so I love the bit of the rant, Carol where you're saying thank you <laughs> You know, I mean, sometimes the rant can go on and on and, and if you when you're ranting with someone else, they're all adding to the story and I think too much of that's actually not good because we've got the whole negative emotional contagion going on, but the getting it out, uh, getting it out of your system and thanking you, I, I absolutely love that. And yeah, humour. Um, humour is um, the best medicine, as they say, but... Um, Have you got some examples of um, how people have used that to diffuse to, um, in the moment, do that, no matter how politically incorrect it is at the moment? And I think we can throw away the HR manual temporarily.
1: Well, having been a director of HR, I'm afraid I can't give you any of my jokes because they are
0: so (laughs) non-PC,
1: but I know that you have got... And, and I know that that some and in fact I might just reach to my phone no 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 because that's about Trump on the on the airplane um <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that one no anyway um I'm sure sure you will in, in this um uh, the stream of consciousness of jokes you can actually see some of the way that um a lot of people are able to define um how they cope and it's a coping strategy yeah. and it's real and I'd like to I'd like to offer something quite serious um, on the quiet pride, which was another reaching in, um, which actually ended up being very humorous and quite jokey. But t- 15 years ago, I actually did find this by one of my clients last week, who reminded me, because um, I uh, uh, the health service, as far as I'm concerned, and I when I'm saying health service I'm saying a whole community let's not say managers let's not say leaders Mm -hmm. let's not say let's forget all those words it's just like petri dish I mean you know everyone's discovered petri dish you know (laughs) you know I mean come on not everyone knows they have to care they got it they know the deal they know what's needed is discretionary effort which is all that they give most of the time so let us now look back and reflect and see. Well, is there anything that can sustain my own self identity because I'm just losing it? And the self identity I used to do with just my pride, quiet pride selection, it was called, and there were just eleven questions. I've got no idea where I got it from, um, but it's sort of like, come on, you know, your winning identity. You you have. You're not going to get it from others. You got to get it here, you know, and recall a time when you were looked up to recall a time when you lost but you weren't defeated recall a time when somebody was proud of you recall a time when you succeeded in all your struggles come on folks we can find something in us as much as we think it's just the job it we just do these things Mm. no remind yourself when was a time you had thought you had done a good job even if the rest of the world don't know that you do, come in with yourself. When did you show courage? Where was a time where you made that difference? When you made something good out of something bad, and it gives you a quiet, quiet pride. I, I believe, and it is only clients from fifteen years ago that just reminded me. You know, maybe I want to do a bit of quiet pride. It doesn't mean, but those questions. It just means. I'm proud of what I'm doing Mm. and I can keep going on that, but I won't because I think the message is clear.
0: Absolutely, and I think you're right, Carol. That particularly when we're working in a situation where we're constantly feeling not good enough at the moment because the the need is overwhelming, then if we don't have a sense of actually um, our own pride and our own identity, then it's really easy, isn't it, to actually sort of fall a bit into a hole. So if I can summarise, perhaps the, the reaching in before we go to the reaching out piece, um, you know, it's it's about going to our quiet place, whether it's through mindfulness, um, the brief Breathing, you know, breathing is fabulous just for that quick reset. The ranting, I love ranting, but thanking <laughs> thanking you for the ranting. The humour and the quiet pride, the, you know, when have I done a great job and who am I, what's my identity, and, and that sort of sense of building yourself up, knowing you can do that. So, um, so tell us a little bit more then um, about reaching out. So that's reaching in. Let's, uh, let's hear a little bit more about what you're seeing is resonating in the reaching out piece.
1: Yes, um, well, I think that that I'm going to go into straight away into the positive construct that there are more questions than answers yeah. in the world at the moment, and there's an art to the science, there's a science in the art, whatever you which way you want to put it, but this puts people in uncertainty and this threatens status it People default to performance-driven activities when under that type of duress. I'm a gross generalisation, mm-hmm. but it, I think the science would be telling us that we, we, you know, we feel threatened, and for some of us it's more. For some of us, we rise to it being the greatest opportunity of our lives, and then you wonder why everybody else isn't the same. But the higher, what I, I get, get a sense is that. Um, the, the impact upon others may have a deleterious effect on the mind and the body if you take on everybody's problem. Your manager, as an example, I have, I have an example last week of somebody who is so much in, a, in, in fear, but not allowed emotionally to display that, that she drives performance. She drives Mm -hmm, goals. mm -hmm. That becomes a behavioral and a leadership style that perhaps is, um, I would say, um, would be counter to being productive at this stage. I believe the frontline know precisely what they need to do. They know precisely how to be creative, how to be focused, how to optimize, how to reduce time, how to save lives. How to decision make? They know all of that, but what I don't understand is why it is that perhaps some people above um, don't,
0: <laughs> and mm. th-
1: therefore, uh, my positive construct is let's give up performance targets for Lent, yes, and let's focus on what the brain really wants at this p- particular time. To thrive is is probably to be kind yes,
0: in, the, yes, in the time,
1: yes. and Dar- I've just, I've just realised, Darwin actually did say, he didn't just say survival of the fittest, all that stoic resilience stuff, he said survival of the kindest, he actually right, said yes, that. Yes.
0: Yes, so um, so I love it, you know. I mean, I've done so many team charters in my career and uh, we can probably throw them all out of the window at the moment and just say be kind is what we need to do and forget about everything else because being kind will take care of it all. It will take care of our relationships. Um, tell me a little bit more, though, around um, this um, taking on other people's problems because I, I, I think that's particularly true of people working in health because um, they come to that vocation because they're caring. So have you got any advice for, um, say, me as a nurse or a clinician or someone in a support role who is used to putting other people's needs before their own and um, and perhaps um, to some extent trying to do too much at this point yeah. in time?
1: Well, actually, you've just reminded me of a, a very good reference of... Um, it's called For Women Who Do Too Much. Um, it should be a nurse's manual. Um, <laughs> but but and it shouldn't be women. I beg your pardon for such a sexist. R- yeah, r- yeah. But it was, yeah. a, it was a, br- a brilliant book. And I will, I will remember because it's just full of quotes. Um, I, well, A, you're not alone in, in, in the views. Yes. Um, find a buddy. Um, yes. it's, not rock, it's not rocket science. Um, but what does the science tell us? That if you take it all on, you will hijack your own self-understanding of how you should respond to that behavior. And let's get back to basics. It is only your response to the behavior that you can control. You cannot control everybody else's. And unless and until we come back to that circle of reaching in, my own identity, my own self-respect, Reaching out is about embracing and observing and noticing, not taking it on. And therefore, perhaps it might be back to if people are into Daniel Goleman's work, you know, emotional intelligence, but it's emotional regulation. It's about recognizing that thoughts and feelings are only that only that gosh that's a ridiculous thing to say isn't it but you know what i mean it's more an ability to be able to recognize out there is a lot of interference to be able to thrive and we're all doing our best and we don't mean half of what happens we know what is optimal and that's our job and that's what we're trained for and that's the talent you all have But at the end of the day, if you start taking on other people's issues, if your tank's empty, just pause button. Stop. Mnemonic stop. That's always worked well. Stop. What do you think it is? Take time. Organize your thoughts. Then proceed. It only takes a minute. But pause. Tune out of the interference which is going to get to you tune in to you knowing what response would be useful for me mm-hmm. to be as helpful and as kind as i can be mm-hmm. and maybe the one time is when you don't take it on and you actually are able to tune out because for, for some of the people they are paralyzed by the interferences going on, which is victimising, blaming, shaming, Mm -hmm. um, saying we're not good enough, you know, all of that stuff. Um, In in an ideal world, obviously, um, that shouldn't happen, but we all have our own mechanisms. And sometimes when we're in higher leadership positions, we're we're acting uh, in our
0: role. Stop acting in your role and act as a human being. So if we use the kindness word, it's, from what I'm understanding, Carol, it's actually reaching out and being kind, but it's also actually making sure that you're kind to yourself in that reaching out. So you cannot be kind unless you're actually also kind to yourself. So simultaneously doing that as well. And I love the technique of... Pausing in that moment and reflecting on on that um, as a sort of almost a circuit breaker of your automatic reaction to do what you've been hardwired to do in terms of um, putting other people's needs in front of your own and and taking it all on. And there's so much to take on at the moment that if you took it all on, you would absolutely drown immediately, wouldn't you? Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on to the last one then. So it's reaching in, reaching out and reaching further. So when we're talking about further, what are we talking about here?
1: Mm. Well, I think it's probably, um, it's, basic, it's a basic question. What is going on in the world out there? Just, just, just for one moment, it's not all about us. <laughs> that, that sounds really glib to saying to um, workers that are putting their lives on the line and saving lives at the same time, but it isn't all about us. And the narcissism that comes in when you reflect about how much it's all me, 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 me in our Western society. And, um, you know, why does it take catastrophe to remind us um, what we already know? Um, you know, I know one size does not fit at all. The uniquenesses of experiences at the moment across the globe reminds us that there are so many perspectives to share. Um, They're not right. They're not wrong. They're just perspectives. And I think it's listening through different mediums that shifts the mindset towards a more grateful, empathic and mindful world. And the brain really does care about other people. Um, And sometimes we get caught up in our own bubble. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really, really think that it is important to not to um, well, again less is more. That's our theme. You know, um, less of the media um, salacious catastrophizing mm-hmm. of what is going on. You see, I, I think I haven't even said that c word at the moment, have I at yes, all? Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, I, I'm because I'm trying after my my start of my joke. Mm-hmm. I'm trying hard to recognise. This is bigger than it is. Mm. Mm. It's it's the world globally. What opportunities, possibilities do we now have in the world of medicine, in the world of health, in the world of caring for people, in decision-making, in effective leadership, in every aspect and every domain of translational research? The possibilities that have opened up are enormous and there to grasp not to blame. And we see when you take blame away, what happens? It's extraordinary. Um, And it's exceptional. And it will be exceptional because we we will get through this. There will be a vaccine. There will be better testing. There will be better opportunities. But unless the vision out there is of a better world than it is at the moment, we have to hold on to the hope of vision that there will be something different to go to work to. We will, not, please, please, I think this is one from the heart that, um, and, and, and mindful of time, the, the, some of the, the um, uh, WhatsApp journaling that um, a client has done um, to just be cathartic and have his rant, um, He has reminded me just how important it is to be able to to be grateful, be absolutely grateful in every aspect of what will be possible to have in the future. And how lucky are we? And that, you know, not to push that too much, but we know on all the work of psychological capital, we know that the starting point is a vision. We know that it's got to be realistic, but there must be vision. And without that vision, we will swim in our own toxicity and our own affairs. And we won't remember that there are people in India, there are people in other places of the world who wouldn't even know how to have self-isolation, how to be 1.5 metres away. They would
0: not even have the chance to do that. So I think if I've captured this correctly, Carol, reaching further is really it's, it's about that perspective that it's not all about us and we need to suspend our expectations of what we need and what we think we should have I'll put that aside at the moment for what is the greater good and how do we deliver on that? And of course, we have our people in health, that's what you're doing right this moment, is you're very much looking at how do you care for us as a community and suspend your own lives and what's going on there. So I think the call to arms there is probably for the people who are supporting you is how do they actually make sure that they support you in doing that, um, that common good and, and that great work. And the word that we are putting with kindness today, I I guess, Carol, is gratitude, you know. Let's be grateful for what we have and what we will have and the innovation and the new world that we hope will come from that rather than getting into the blaming and, uh, and the negative behaviour. So, um, so really important in terms of our day-to-day actions is how do we suspend judgement and how do we replace that with kindness and gratitude, yeah? And it's um, hard. It's hard. It's, it's very hot. hard because particularly when we're under pressure and we're under stress... We become so much more focused on what I want and I'm wanting it now rather than what is it I need to do and patients clients customers whatever you're calling your person that you're working with in your part of the health system you know how do you suspend your judgment about them to be as you say present uh, fully present and and doing what you actually need to do which as you said people are, are, are pretty good at it in terms of health so um so we're going to wrap up in a moment but um have you got anything in terms of a poem or a saying i know you 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 love um <laughs> reading things like that carol and and making oh, yes. the correlations so have we got anything that we can we can offer today
1: well um, it, it, um in the year 2000 i um i was in america and um i was doing um one of these uh, public health um uh, things um in in a three-day conference and anyway there was a there was a class of uh, th- th- this guy called john o'donohue and um he reminded me um you know to just have the gift and the beauty of um all sorts of areas of your life that you can embrace and poetry was one mm. and um so here we are about you know the public health of the world and here's this great philosopher standing on a stage talking about poetry and it's you could see you know some walked out some well actually uh, and, and i still have kept the poem yeah um and it was it was more about the, the the i don't know what crisis it was at the time but there's always a crisis Yes. um and it goes like this <clears throat> on the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble May the clay dance to balance you. And when your eyes freeze behind the grey window and the ghost of loss gets into you, may a flock of colours, indigo, red, green and azure blue, come to awaken in you a meadow of delight. When the canvas frays in the cork of thought and a stain of ocean blackens beneath you, May they come across the waters, a path of yellow moonlight, to bring you safely home. May the nourishment of the earth be yours. May the clarity of light be yours. May the fluency of the ocean be yours. And may the protection of the ancestors be yours. And so, may a slow wind Work these words of love around you, an invisible cloak to mind your life.
0: That's beautiful and so profound, and I think I'd love to hear that again, sitting with my eyes closed and really visualising and feeling that, because there's a whole kinesthetic piece of that as well, and I, I hadn't heard that before. That's beautiful, Carol. Um, so in terms of our, th- our thoughts for today and, uh, and finishing our off, it's, it's very much as we said, how do we actually reach in? And reaching in allows us to reach out. And reaching out and being together and having kindness to others enables us to reach further because we're all in this together and it's not about us. And the only way it's not about us is gratitude and actually collectively working towards the common good. So. Um, Until our next episode, um, we wish you all hope, love and joy and um, thank you so much for all that you're doing for us, for our family, our friends and for our communities. Wonderful.